Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Well, I love that. We are empowering one woman at a time. And that's the way you do this kind of work. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette. I'm excited to be here on the first Friday of April. It's also Good Friday. Uh, for those of you who celebrate, it's the week of Passover. I know we just had Happy Holly for uh, the Hindu culture. Um, so I just want to say, you know, welcome to everyone. Uh, it's a it's a special time of year. It's a time of forgiveness. It's a time of love. And that can be very hard for a lot of people, especially if you've been really hurt or you've been uh, abused or you've been betrayed, neglected, even as someone it's ongoing. Uh, there's letdowns and, and you know, how do we find that authentic forgiveness? So I want to talk a little bit about that today. But I do want to let you know that if you've called in and you're on the line right now and you would like to get some coaching, all you have to do is press star two to raise your hand. It won't unmute you, um, uh, but it'll put you in the queue so that I can come to you in a couple of minutes and we can open up your phone line and do some coaching and I'm counting on you. Uh, and I might even just go to Katie and say, Katie, I see you there and I need to do an update. If you don't, if no one else raises their hand, I'll see you, Katie, uh, on the line. Uh, but it is a uh, um, Good Friday uh, for many people around the world. This is a very significant day. Um, I don't need to probably explain why, but you know, I was reading a lot of quotes this morning. I, I got up early. Um, I, I was awake with the birds this morning and I was thinking about Good Friday and what that means. Good Friday. Um, oh, I see Octavia from South Africa. How exciting. Octavia, stay on the line. I'm going to come to you in a few minutes. But I was thinking about Good Friday and what does that mean? You know, all over the world, there is so many reasons to celebrate. There's so much joy, but this year has been a really hard year. In fact, I think April of 2020 was when things really kind of got serious and everybody started hunkering down around the world. Uh, there's been so much division. There's been so much misunderstanding. Uh, there's been so many arguments over politics, over COVID, over, you know, it's just, it's been a hard year. At, at the best of times, it's been a hard year and it's been hard on families. It's been hard on relationships. Uh, there's been, you know, a lot of sickness. There's been deaths, uh, mental health issues. Boy, oh boy, some of us are just so fed up with family members and we're forgetting that this is taking its toll. And how do we forgive? Well, I, this morning, uh, was thinking about my definition of forgiveness. And, and it took me years because I too, like many of you, have um, hurts. And sometimes it's only one or two specific family members that have just really, really, you just feel really, really wounded by or really hurt by. And you think to yourself, why should I forgive? Uh, what does that even mean? 
that doesn't mean I let them back in, doesn't mean I forgive, doesn't mean I just turn the other cheek and let them slap me on the other cheek and slap, 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 slap. If they take my coat, should I give them my hat? I mean, what does this mean? Um, and for me, I remember years ago uh, realizing, <laughs> funny enough, this just popped into my head, I remember being a teenager and going to my beloved grandmother's house. Uh, she was a Christian. And um, I remember talking about um, somebody close in my life. And I said to my grandmother, well, I can forget, but I can't forgive. And my grandmother, God bless her, just about fell off her chair and said, you have to forgive. You have to forgive. And then she literally got out the Bible and uh, read the Ten Commandments and reminded me of, you know, some uh, honor your mother and father for all the days of your life and you'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I said, but Grandma, I, I'm, I, I don't know how to forgive. It's still happening. It's still, this pain is still happening. How do you forgive? And it was partly my grandmother. It was partly watching Oprah after all those years, what I learned, because, you know, Oprah, her first season, her very first show, I was 16. So it was at that exact same time. This was this first time in my life I saw this woman who, you know, was African-American. She was overweight. She cried. She shared. She was vulnerable. I was in awe just watching her. And I remember it was Oprah that she did a lot of shows on forgiveness. And, and at that time, I just wanted to, and you know, you hear these things like, you know, forgiveness is for you. You know, when you carry resentment and anger and hatred in your heart, it's like poison. It's like acid on a styrofoam plate. It will burn a hole in you. And I just so wanted to take the high road. I so wanted to do the right thing. I wanted to turn the other cheek. Um, and I really had to learn what does this, what does this thing forgiveness mean? And what does it mean to me? Well, I, I first needed to learn boundaries because forgiveness doesn't mean you let your, you know, you don't leave your front door wide open and let anybody just come in your house in the night and take your things or, or hurt you or hurt your children. So you have the right, and it's actually necessity, it's mandatory to know how to protect yourself. Um, and sometimes that means a boundary in literally shut the front door and put a lock on it. Sometimes it means you have to limit the amount of time that you can spend with someone. Sometimes it means you have to have a conversation to say, when you, whatever it is they're doing, I feel whatever it is you're feeling and try not to be overly dramatic would you be willing to and if not there will be consequences now that's kind of hard to say there will be consequences especially if you're talking to a parent or you know it's easier to say that to your child when you are rude to me I feel disrespected would you be willing to speak to me more politely and if not there'll be consequences it's a little bit harder sometimes when it's a co-worker or it's a parent, or it's a grandparent, or it's someone that you have been taught to respect, maybe a position of authority, uh, a politician sometimes. I mean, you know, there's just, there's so many ways and things. So I first had to learn that I had the right to stop the abuse. 
And that even took years and years of learning that I had the right to say, I don't do it this way anymore. We don't do it this way anymore. I won't do it this way anymore. And if you're willing to, you know, to communicate in a healthier way, or if you're willing to go and get therapy with me so that we can have a mediator that will help us see each other's perspective, not for one of us to win, but for us to create a win-win for both of us to feel heard and listened to. And then there's times where you realize I've done everything I can do right now and I, I'm at a loss. And in empowerment or in what we teach in empowerment coaching is that in those lower levels of consciousness, so I don't mean that to sound too scientific or woo-woo, but in lower emotional levels, let's say, for example, when we feel ashamed, something has really happened that's hurt us, embarrassed us, abused us, and we carry, we carry something deep inside that says, if you knew the truth, you'd know that I'm not enough, I'm not good enough. Well, you can't forgive in that place. I'm being straight up with you. You cannot forgive. Forgiveness is actually a level of consciousness. Forgiveness is actually an emotional level. So the secret is not trying to force yourself to forgive when you're still resonating or feeling or carrying deep wounds. Your job at that point is to, well, for us, we would offer mentorship coaching right away. We would say, like, let's get you in either with me as a coach or on the call today, I can coach you. Or we'd say, let's get you signed up for our mentorship coaching at the SWAT Institute, Simply Woman Accredited Trainer, www.swat institute.com. Let's get you set up with one of our coaches who will support you at no charge. You'll have three calls with one coach and then you can sign up and have three calls with another coach and you can keep doing that for the rest of your life and we'll continue to help supporting you to continue to help support you until you get to a higher emotional place where you can look at this same situation or this same problem or this, this same person from a different perspective. So I just want to be clear like forgiveness comes effortlessly almost once you've done your own work of climbing through the feelings that you feel so let's imagine you've been really wounded you've been really hurt um, let's say you have guilt like I feel guilty I can't stop talking to my child or I feel guilty I can't cut off my own parent stop talking to them. I feel guilty for leaving my partner who's abusive, but I feel bad. I feel badly. That's what guilt means. I feel badly. I feel like maybe I could do this. Maybe I should do this. Whenever you hear someone saying a lot of shoulds, I should do this. I should do that. That's often the indication that you're resonating in guilt. Um, so we would want to continue moving you up through to help you recognize who's hurt you. you we actually give you full permission to to blame, you have to have that that full permission to say, I know I, I want to forgive, but I'm hurt, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm afraid, I'm lonely. Well, who did that to you? Who made you feel that way? And I know we want to get to the high levels where we go, I'm so enlightened. No one can make me feel anything I don't want to feel. Well, that all sounds really great, but when you're really been 
hurt, abused, neglected. You have to be honest with yourself and you have to meet yourself where you're at. You would then begin through what we offer through our school, our coaching program, is we'd help you grieve. You have to grieve the loss of that, what you hoped it would be. You have to grieve the loss of what it should have been, could have been, ought to have been, what your mother should have been like, your child you just wish they could have been like. No one, you know, whether it's your child has a drug addiction and you just think like you have to literally grieve the loss of the relationship you and the, the dreams and hopes that you had for this person in your life. And then you enter into no man's land, which is now what? Well, you're still not ready to forgive. Now what? Well, now there's the land of fear. Who will I be without them? Who will I be? What's going to happen? Will I, am I, am I, can I do it on my own? Am I, am I, there's a lot of fear in there. We just have to keep moving through it, talking about it, looking at it, breaking it down. Is this reasonable? Like what you're afraid of, is it really probably going to happen? Possibly going to happen? Are your fears real or are they not that real? but they feel real to you, then we move you into what do you want? Desire. And often what begins to happen, and this is where forgiveness becomes really hard. Once you realize, I want to be happy. I want to be loved. I want a great relationship. Or I want them to stop hurting me. Or I want them to stop being mean to me. I want them to stop talking about me. I want them to stop tarnishing my name I want them to to whatever I want okay that's great but guess what happens natural normal emotion would be and I'm angry that this is continuing I'm angry I this that this is going on so how would you forgive let's be honest you can't forgive in that place but that's a natural normal healthy emotion to feel angry all great change happened because a group of people got angry enough about a situation, the way, the way they were being treated. That allows us to move even higher into uh, an emotion called pride. You're going to have to have some pride and dignity. You're going to have to realize that you matter. Your life matters. Your joy matters. Your heart matters. Your soul matters. Your dreams matter. No one has the right to do this. No one has the right to... To, to try to knock you down and cut you off at the knees. And no one has the right to neglect, hurt, abuse. No one has that right. And you're going to have to have some pride and dignity. You're still not ready to forgive. And then you would have to move up a little higher into like courage. And, you know, well, what would courage have you do for you right now? What would courage have you do for you, for your heart, for your soul, for your dreams, for your health? For just your peace of mind. What would courage have you do for your own health? Because carrying anger, rage, hatred, it will eat you up from the inside out. It's, it's meant to be there to show you that there's been an injustice and something is wrong. But you're not meant to stay in that place. And that's what I'm talking about today. How can we shift higher so that we don't stay angry and we won't we hold that grudge forever and we 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 just keep reliving that thing 
over and over in our minds, reminding us of why we need to stay angry, reminding us of what they did, reminding us, reliving it. And we have to have the courage to get neutral. We have to have the courage to neutralize our triggers. Some of you have heard me do the trigger exercise where I, 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 I encourage you to look at what it is about them that you hate so much, to look at what it is about what they're doing that you've been taught is so unacceptable, to look at the way that they're showing up and to ask yourself, where did I learn that acting that way is really bad? Where did I learn? What did I, where did I learn that from? And can I begin to try to look at this scenario through a different set of lenses? What if I were to try to look at it from their perspective? What if not, and I'm not ready to forgive them yet, but what if I were willing to just look at like maybe what they've been through in their life that has made them so bitter? I'm not ready to forgive them yet, but am I willing to start looking at the entire situation and and am I able to take an, a higher perspective and and maybe ask myself like, wow, what stories or fear or pain or garbage has that person been through to make them that angry or to make them that broken or mean or cruel? You're still not ready to forgive. But one level higher then takes you into an emotion. It's literally an emotion. And I was just teaching this in my SWAT Institute, just in our forum, that Scientists are now beginning to see that willingness is, or willpower is an emotion. It's not a finite amount of energy. There isn't a finite amount of love. There isn't a finite amount of joy you can have. There's unlimited joy you can feel in your heart. There's unlimited amounts of love you can feel. And there is actually an unlimited amount of willingness We've all heard that saying, where there's a will, there's a way. Well, what are you willing to do to take back your power? What are you willing to do to channel all of that anger into a better life for yourself? Forget about them. Forget about them. What are you willing to do right now to make yourself feel better about yourself authentically? I don't mean drink a bottle of wine. I mean, what are you really willing to do to say, I'll show you I matter. I'm going to channel all that pain and hurt and anger. And I'm willing to do what must be done to get the love that I deserve. And maybe I have to create a new family. Maybe I have to find a new tribe of people. Maybe I need to, maybe I need to just realize it's only that one person. And it's not so bad. Maybe they're just not, or maybe I'm willing to consider the possibility of looking at myself too. Maybe I'm willing to consider the possibility that I could forgive them. Set a boundary, but forgive them. Am I willing to consider the possibility that there could be a miracle? There could be a different way that this might not be forever. Am I willing to consider that? And that moves us into a level where forgiveness starts coming a little easier and it's called acceptance. And we've all heard the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. 
like that person. Like I, the past. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. When we authentically reach that point, there's a softening that happens in our own heart. It's not, oh, I'm going to open my front door and let all the criminals in and steal from me because I'm so loving. Praise Jesus. Come on in. No, it's not that. It's I have every right to protect myself. I have every right to protect my children. I have every right to protect my possessions, my bank account, my money, my heart, my soul, my body. Um, but I don't need to carry that and keep reliving that over and over. So to me, forgiveness is almost a wisdom that says, maybe this isn't the way you want this person to be. But what if this is who this person is, which it is? What if this is how it is? And what if this is the way it was supposed to be for you to actually learn what self-love is? What if it's easy to love yourself when everyone thinks you're fantastic? What if it's a real testament to be able to love when people don't think you're so fantastic or the people that you thought were supposed to love you the most don't think you're so fantastic. What if that's really where true self-love comes from? And that allows us to be reasonable. It allows us to be kind. It allows us to be fierce. It allows us to be empowered. And it allows us to resonate in love and joy peace where we can agree to disagree where you can wish someone well from afar and say I I really hope you have your own guardian angels over there because you deserve them but you can't be in my life because this isn't working for us right now I don't know about forever but right now and as long as we can stay in willingness and higher forgiveness isn't hard but it's almost virtually impossible to try to forgive when you haven't done your own authentic work to get yourself to a better place in yourself, in your heart, in your mind, in your body, in your way of showing up for you. So I would love, I know I talked a lot because I'm a talker. Can you believe I didn't even have notes? Like I don't even have one word written down. That just came right off the cuff. Anyways, I would love to go to the phone lines. I would love to support you today. So I am going to open up the phone line. I see Octavia from South Africa on the line. How are you, Octavia? Crystal, I am so well. And how are you? I am so well, too. It's so great to hear your voice. Talk to me. What's going on for you today? Hi, phenomenal. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. I don't know if you remember. You I do. to me five years ago. Five years ago. Do you know that as soon as I saw your name pop up, I completely remembered you. So it's yep. so great. Yep. Time flies <laughs> when you're having fun, but when people imprint themselves on our hearts, we never forget. How are you? What's going on for you now? I 
am so well. I think I have collected quite a few answers from your presentation already Great. on the issue of forgiveness, mm. right? I find it easy to yeah, forgive to others. Yeah, you find it easy to forgive but, others. But I struggle to forgive myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a big one. And I don't know, I'm, I'm getting there. Um, yes, one of the reasons I crystal is, remember when we spoke, Remind I have me. changed careers. Mm-hmm. And I launched my image consulting business. I remember. And, and I wanted to, And weren't you yes. like on TV in South Africa and you were on the stage? You had a, you were doing something like something very, very, you were helping women. You were doing something that I, I remember going yes. on yes. Facebook or on Google and seeing you and being so impressed with the magnificence <laughs> of what you were doing. And you're so beautiful, such a goddess. Thank you so much, Crystal. I remember one of the reasons why I've contacted you was um, when I consulted my client on the image consulting site, we were right, like focusing more on outer beauty. Mm -hmm. And there was a demand for inner beauty, the healing and so on. Hence, I've approached you for um, the empowerment training yep. to incorporate that yep. um, with your training, right? Yep. I remember. I remember completely. So let's go to what you first said, which is I find it easy to forgive others, but not so much when it comes to myself. So tell me what it is. And if you feel comfortable, um, you don't have to get in deeply into it, but it's sometimes important to actually think about what is it that you find you're having a hard time forgiving yourself for? It takes courage to tell yourself the truth and to tell me. And nobody knows who you are, by the way. You're, you're here. You're safe. Are you still there, Octavia? I was saying for some reason I got distracted okay. and there's so many things that I did along the way that really distracted me. My image consulting business also did not do, do well and I did not do the training as promised. That's okay. And <laughs> you certainly don't have to forgive yourself for that. I know, I know because now when I, you know, I've always been connecting with you through your newsletter your daily mantras, thank you for that. They kept me going, right? Mm, and when I reflect back to say, when I started saying, look, this is what I want to do, then e.g. five years ago, if I implemented what we discussed, I now look at what, where would I have been with my practice, mm. you know, my image consulting empowerment practice. And then I struggle to forgive myself for the wrong choices that I've made. Yeah, I think that's probably mm -hmm. all of us. That's probably our greatest thing that we have to forgive ourselves for when when it, you know, when it comes right down to it is we we too have to forgive ourselves because we have to, you can't you can't be in that place of truth where you're you're taking care of yourself and you're making great choices when at the same time you mm -hmm. metaphorically have a little whip and you're whipping yourself. 
You know, it's like you don't yeah. need someone to whip you because you already have the whip and you're whipping yourself for I should have done that and I should have done that. So what that yeah. what that is 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 guilt. We we carry guilt and women particularly are masters at this. We feel so guilty. I should have done that. And I should have done that if I would have made that better choice. But well, we can all do that. And there is some legitimate guilt and there's illegitimate guilt. And if there is legitimate guilt, which is I, I really did something that I regret. I really did uh -huh, something uh -huh. that I regret. There's still a process to working through that. So I would say this, is there anything when you when you talk about choices that you made? So I didn't do the empowerment training five years ago. Octavia, it wasn't the right time. You thought it was the right time. Okay. You thought okay. it was the right time, but it wasn't the right time. And something I've learned, and I actually learned this from Louise Hay herself, right from her mouth to my okay. ears. She said to me, timing is everything. Timing is everything. Oh, yeah. And at that time where you were at in your life, in your country, in your community, in your relationships, in what was going on. And you know, something else that's interesting that I was just talking, like I was mentioning about willpower. We often think of yeah. willpower, like why didn't I have the willpower to do it? Well, if we can see yeah. will, will and willpower rather than a, an, a, a, a motivation, an energy that we should be more motivated and disciplined. Forget about that. That's just not true. That's what we're learning now. Scientists are telling us that. That's not true. Yeah. Willpower is a willingness. And if there is something inside our brains, our belief systems, our finances, our relationships mm -hmm. that say, I don't know if I can do that right now. Uh, I don't know if I can actually do this right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Talk to me. But Talk. then, Krista, yes, but then how do you then, because look, when it's just Octavia and nobody else, it's easy to trust your judgment, to trust your guts and so on. But when you have your family, your kids, I'll make an example. One of the yep. things that I struggled with yep. to really forgive myself and my kids at some stage because... Before I launched my business, I was in corporate, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember in 2007 already, I wanted to leave corporate and start my company. But I've always said my kids are still young and so on. Let us push until they are at a certain age, right? There it is. And then in 2011, that's when I left corporate and things did not go the way I expected. And for some reason, there was a time we had really a um, few challenges whereby my kids felt that I put my business first at their expense guilt. because there were things that have made a guilt. Octavia, I'm cutting you off because you know what yeah. I'm hearing? I, I had dreams and I was a mom and I really had these big dreams for myself and then I, I feel afraid. I, I left my corporate job. Then my kids were saying, Mom, you're, spending, you're not spending enough time with us. And maybe you weren't. And maybe you weren't. And maybe, you know, it's hard. It is, gee willikers, you know, being a professional woman with children is the hardest job in the world. We are pulled from every direction. We're trying so hard to make enough money to leave a legacy, not only for ourselves, but for our children. We want them to be proud of us. We want them to do what we do and 
and and we want to be these incredible role models whether we have sons or daughters for me i had two daughters i i couldn't fail like for me it was like uh. i can't fail i can't fail because if i fail i will have failed them so we each have a different story now had i been raised uh. in an environment that said a good mother doesn't work a good mother should be home with her children. I might have had another story that said, me working like this is a failure. Well, I didn't have that story. For me, my story was, I have to show my daughters what they can be in this world. I have to do this for them. And they became a driving force for me. But Octavia, if it were my grandmother, my grandmother would have said, why are you so ambitious? I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, but why don't you just get a good man to help you pay the bills? And so my belief system would have been a different set of beliefs. And there is no right path. It's the path that's right for you. So at the time, five years ago, your belief systems said, geez, I thought it was going to be easier to launch my own business. It was harder uh -huh. than I thought. And there's some failure in there that makes us feel ashamed. Yeah. It makes us feel, um, it, it really can knock us down, not realizing that Octavia, I've had so many failures over the last 25 years. Yeah. I just don't talk about them. And yeah. I have this, I have probably more anger than the average woman. <laughs> and Okay. And okay. I somehow know. I love your authenticity, by the way. This is what connected me to you, um, mm. Christelle. I mean, now the online is so loud. We try so many things, but I keep on coming back to SWAT Institute. I appreciate your authenticity. Thank mm. you for that. Hey. You're welcome. Because how do we support each other if we don't tell the truth? Like, if That's I true. lied and made it seem like it's been so easy, I just resonate in joy and love and peace all the time. Well, I want to. Mm. I'm, I'm always wanting to. That is my true north. I'm always thinking, what would love have me do? Well, love isn't always easy. Sometimes love is tough. Sometimes love is, I have to love myself so much right now with all these naysayers and and people that aren't believing in me and I'm going to prove them all wrong and I get, and I and I remind myself of why I'm angry and I channel up that anger and I think I'll I'll prove you wrong and I'll prove you wrong and I'll prove you wrong and I'll show you and it doesn't sound very enlightened but then all of a sudden I start making really good choices for myself and it's not easy and I dig down deep and I find some place inside of me that says Crystal you won't fail failure's not an option like there's no one that's going to pay your bills. No one is coming to save you. And, you know, I've had things along the way that failed and I would panic and I would inside think, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And something in me always grabbed and said, okay, there's just, if you go, if you fall down into fear, you're going to fail for sure. If you do this out of guilt, and shame if you start lashing yourself and making bad choices you're gonna fail for sure so there's something in me that's a little dignity and pride that's a little bit like nope nope pull your pull your bootstraps up pick yourself up dust yourself off 
because no one's coming to save you, Crystal. So you got to save yourself here. And, and then I, I bring it back to myself and say, okay, what would courage have you do? And, and uh, something in me, I, I just garner up all of that. And I, I try to just get back at it. And I, I put stronger boundaries up with the people around me that talk to me like I'm a loser. And I just think, you know, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to, I'm not going to dignify that. I'm just going to put my nose back down to the grindstone. I'm going to push through and I'm going to make this happen one way or the other. And if, if that route is hard, I'll try that route. And if that is an obstacle, well, then there's another way. There's always a way. There's always a way. But you have to believe in yourself. So what I'm hearing is yeah. I had some, you know, some setbacks. But I will tell you something. Everything you've been through over the last five years is still wisdom. And even failures you. teach you what not to do again. Like if I can't forget that, right? Right. Like the failures, I look back and go, I know, but do you remember that time that that happened and then I gave up? Oh, I can't. That just turned out really bad. So I can't do it that way. I don't want to do it that way. I got to do it a different way. And then I always look to always, Octavia, I look to a mentor or a role model and I. I almost do these, you know, Einstein was the first one that I ever heard talk about this, that he said he always, he did everything with thought experiments. So I would almost imagine I was talking with Oprah. Like I was having a chit chat with her. I'd say, Oprah, what would you do? What would you, and I, whether it's prayer, whether you're, whether you have a, a God that you pray to, you might say, God, I'm, I need you right now. I need you to advise me. I need you to guide me. What would you have me do? And, and in my majestic goddess woman energy, the answer is always uh -huh. stand up, shake yourself off, believe in yourself. Don't, 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 don't get petty. Yay. Don't fall Yay. down. Pick yourself up. It's okay. Not not everybody's gonna hit a home run every time. Sometimes you get. I love a... I love your I love your song by the way. Oh my. Yes. Sister. Oh, you have a voice. It is time. Stand, Stand up. up. Oh. Yep. That's it. That's what I say. Oh, my sisters. Hey. Yeah, we got to stand up here. We we got to stand up. We can't yeah. we can't get knocked down. And it doesn't matter you get knocked down. Who cares? You got some dusty knees. Pick yourself yeah. up, dust your knees yeah. off. You know? And if you have to sell everything, start again. You're okay. So be it. 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 You got to downsize. You, so be it. You've mentioned that yeah, you've mentioned that we we have to put strong boundaries. Sometimes you've got to walk away silently. Yes. Is it is is it okay? Is it morally okay to walk away silently from someone you look up to yes. that has pressed the button in such a way that Absolutely. if you think of confronting the situation, it might open more can of worms rather just walk away. Yeah, you know what, I really like that the way that you said that was, can you walk away from someone you look up to? 
Yeah, because mm. you know, eventually, Octavia, we realize we're all equal. We're all in the mm. same, mm. right? So that's my aha moment, I think. There it is. <laughs> you know, there's no one better than you. There's no one higher mm. than you. There's no one better than you. No one, not one man or woman on this earth is better than you, is more worthy than you, is more deserving than you. They might be, they might have accomplished something that's impressive, but absolutely you have the right in any relationship to say, I don't like who I am when I'm around you in your own head. Or you can say, I don't like how I feel when I spend time with you. And it might be you, it might be me, I don't know. But right now, you know, in music, it's called phase cancellation. And what that means is, you know, you know, when you're, let's just imagine you just sang, I can tell you have a beautiful voice. I can tell you know how to sing. So imagine that you were singing and someone else was singing and they also have a beautiful voice, but your voices don't sound good together. You actually cancel each other out, okay? It doesn't mean she's not a good singer. It doesn't mean you're not a good singer. Or it's like putting two different instruments together. They don't sound right together. So in energy, in energy, literally in energy or in music, if we were to just watch the notes, we would say that's a phase cancellation. Those two notes on the piano, are they're all individual keys on the piano but some keys don't sound good together sometimes you hit That's those two right so you're allowed to step away from anybody and it doesn't have to you don't have to demonize them you don't have to make them a yeah. bad person and you might circle around five years from now and they're ready for you now mm-hmm. and right now they're not ready for you yeah. you're too much for them right now Okay, okay, I hear you. <laughs> I love Thank it. Thank you. You your... just made my evening. <laughs> yeah, good. Yay. There's a laugh of truth, I would call it. It's like that's freedom. Oh, <laughs> freedom, yes. Yes. Another song, Crystal. You got your song, it. awesome. Yeah. And then I think lastly, Crystal, I'm sure you could hear that I'm in a sort of inverted commas catching up mode mm-hmm. what i've done is I, I think i'm launching my jewel career meaning i'm relaunching my image consulting that of course goes hand in hand with um inner beauty coach yeah. whereby i mean the pro i might be registering soon for sweat um at sweat institute right Great. so that's my first career and the second one i've got passion for properties so I've decided to join the real estate. Great. It, 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 well, it sounds yeah, like you love things that are beautiful. So you love beautiful absolutely. homes. You love beautiful, um, you love inner beauty. You love outer beauty. You're yeah. beautiful. I've seen you. You're absolutely stunning. You're, Thank you, you so much. Crystal. Right? So you ooze beauty. And guess what? People love, yeah. and this isn't a bad thing. We love a beautiful sunset. We love beautiful flowers. Uh-huh. We love, uh-huh. we love beautiful people. So uh-huh. an inner beauty uh-huh. coach, isn't that spectacular? Because my book, my second book I wrote with Hay House was called, and I think so few people understood it, but my editor said, this is gonna be a classic, but it was called Transcendent Beauty. And it was about, uh-huh. you really wanna uh-huh. look beautiful? It's inner beauty. 
it's dialing up your inner light. It's, it's, yes. that's yes. how you really make things beautiful. And you're going to have to believe in yourself, love yourself. And you can teach that you'll, you're, this is, it's divine timing. Awesome. Crystal, thank you so much. Thank you. Because remember when we spoke, I actually fell in love with the emotional edge. Yeah. And I said to you, it's it's a course that I would want once I have qualified. I don't know if I need to qualify first, that I would highly recommend for my clients to go through the emotional edge as part of um, their inner beauty coaching. I love that. I love that. I'd love to partner with you. We could do something where we partner somehow with the women in your world. We connect them with this course. Yeah, yeah. There's always possibilities and let me tell you that's the other thing about um forgiveness is forgiving yourself yeah. enough to realize you get to get back in the game again and you get to reach out to your role models to collaborators you get yeah. to remember that you're on par with everybody there's no one higher ah, than you no. you can reach out and ask ah, anyone no. to partner to collaborate to you you're you're at you're worthy i had to learn this i had to learn that i have the i belong oh my god i belong yes yes because we've got a tendency of look at the credentials of people that are around us and you tend to doubt yourself when your credentials are not as as oh, high as they are forget right? about credentials you know what my life is my credentials um and yes. i'll also say this if you were to read my bio, you don't see all the failures. I don't write all the failures in there. So when you're writing your bio, you think about right back to childhood, the things you did really well, even if it was public speaking in grade six, like, I don't know if you have grades, when you were, you know, you think all of the things you did, then you say, um, Octavia has been a powerful voice in the world from a young age. She's always loved, yes, like that's how you have to write your own bio. You have to write it like you're, you're the, your best cheerleader. You're writing your own bio like you're, you know, like I think people sometimes think someone else writes our bios. They don't. Even when you give, your, when you give your book to a publisher, they don't write your bio. You have to talk about yourself like you're all that in a bag of potato chips. You have to tell them who you are, right? Yeah, and if you don't believe in yourself, no one's going to. Crystal, that's another thing that I've struggled with. You know, trust me, it's so phenomenal to promote others, to sell other people's products and so on, but I find it very difficult to promote myself or sell my products for that matter. Well, it's the same reason why you can forgive everyone else, but you don't forgive yourself. It's the same yeah. thing. It's that you, it's time for you to shine. And maybe in your life, you grew up being afraid to be the superstar. Maybe in your family, you were always the beautiful, bright, shiny girl. And maybe you didn't feel safe. So on some level, you might still think it's conceited to sell my own stuff or it's, it's not safe to be a star you you have to embrace your daughter energy a little more you're going to have to embrace your narcissist a little more because if you don't think your work 
is is you should be having your own podcast. If you don't think you're all that, then how is the world? If I didn't think I was special, I wouldn't have my own podcast. If I didn't think I was special, I wouldn't write my own books. Now, you don't want to be a narcissist, okay. but you need a little bit of that in you, a little bit of all of those archetypes. So you need to just get a little more daughter energy to balance you out. You've got a lot of mother yeah, energy. Yeah. You've got a lot of woman you, energy. You, you, know, you, you know what's my aha moment, Crystal? I mean, mm -hmm. like you say, I've always been shining. It's cool. I used to do poetry. I used to be involved in of speech course. debates. Yep. I, I started modeling at 13 and so on. And for some reason, most of the spaces that I found myself, people would say, Octavia, you're too much. You're too much. You're too much. You know? I know. I know. And... That's why yeah, you love me. You, you know why you love me? Yeah. Because I've been too much my whole life. Yeah, <laughs> and all yeah. of us women who are too much, all of us who are too much, we're finding each other now and saying, don't believe that anymore. Uh, don't believe um, that story. That's uh, not true. You, you were too much. Yeah. You were too much to stay small in a little tiny boxed in life. You were too much. Yes. But you're not yes. too much yes. for the world. You're not too much for business. You're not too much. We need you. South Africa needs you. Thank you. We need you. Thank you. Thank you. So go be too much. Thank you, Crystal. Go be too much, yes. <laughs> Please. Please go be too much. And you know, one thing that I'm grateful for, for technology, that it has connected us to women like the, like you. Because you know what? When you've been told so much that you're too much, you tend to lower your, your standard wanting to be, not necessarily to be accepted, but you know, to be fit in with another woman. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there is that, that commercial. I don't know if it's in South Africa. I would bet it is. But there was a commercial when I was growing up, and it was like this beautiful model that would say don't hate me because I'm beautiful and everybody hated her but isn't that terrible that it's we all want to be beautiful but then if you're actually the beautiful person people can be really mean to you and that's why the inner beauty yeah. becomes yeah. so crucial because you are going to have to have some boundaries Octavia you're going to have yeah. to you're not a sexual object. You're not just a model. You're not just a pretty, uh, a pretty doll to put on the shelf to look at. You're a uh, living, breathing, brilliant, beautiful, bright light in this world, and we need you. You will liberate other women. And if you can be just, if, if you're too much, they can just be enough. Yeah. You being yeah. too much liberates them to think, I think she's so fabulous. Maybe yes. I could be a little bit yes. more. So go be too much. Remember who you are. Stand up. It's time. Yes, my sister. Thank oh. you so much. Oh, my sister. Thank you. Thank you so what much. What a blessing. Thank you so much, Crystal. Oh. Keep on flourishing. You too. And flourish for us so that we also flourish for others. Thank Ooh. you so much. You've just filled me right up. See, this is what we can do for each other. We remind each other of who we are. And that's that's the beauty of it. Yes. And I love this online world that when I launched the school 12 years ago, 11 years ago, everyone said, why would you do that? That's crazy. People don't want to learn online. Yay. Well, look at it. Now it's the look way. Look at where we are today. That's it.
look at where we are today. It, we need to be able to make money from our own homes. We need to be able to have online businesses. We need to be able to connect over the internet. It's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's what you use it for, and we're using it for good. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Octavia. Oh, phenomenal. Have a great weekend. And I look forward to... Thank you to, so much, you too. Yeah. Love you lot. Love you too. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. Thank you so much. Of course you will. Thank you, Crystal. Okay, bye for now. I also see bye. someone. Bye bye, Octavia. I also see someone from, I think, Florida. Now, just bear in mind that sometimes people call in, and their service provider says it's somewhere that they're really not. So we do have five, six minutes left, and maybe in that short period of time, I can have a quick conversation with the other person who has raised their hand. And I've unmuted your line. Who's this? Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? I can. Who? What's your first name? Hi, this is Ilka from Florida. Oh, so great to connect with you. I know we only have a few minutes left, but I saw your hand go up. Let's see if we can do some quick coaching. Oh, uh, I would love to maybe talk a little bit about uh, what you were saying is brilliant, and I'm kind of new to your Fridays. Uh, I hope you save those to I hear those sure talks do. again. Yeah, because they're can. brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you said some things that resonated with me so much because that's what I need help with. I've been having this uh, not so good relationship with my oldest stepdaughter, uh, and uh, she was a handful when they were little. Mm -hmm. 22 years later, I mean, we have been civil and good, but sometimes things kind of linger, and that's what happened like two, three weeks ago. Yeah. I just texted her like a sample reminder about something, and she just blew up at me and said, oh, I'm an adult. Don't tell me what to do. And Ugh. Da, da, da. Ugh. And Ugh, those kids. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to be something like to remind her something because they're traveling to yeah. uh, my husband's stepfather, and there's some stuff. He got to move and all that yeah. stuff. So I kind of remind her, hey, you know, yeah. he has hundreds of plants. He might need some help for you to take some plants so he doesn't have to water them when he moves away. Yeah. So just a small little reminder. She says, oh, I'm an adult. I can take care of myself. You don't need to tell me what to do and blah, blah, blah. And I okay, so let me ask so you this, though. I'm hurt gonna... I hear by you. This. Okay. So, that it's still lingering, yeah. and I've been healing for the last 22 years and learning things, yeah. but I don't feel like she's doing anything on her part she might to not heal be. what there is inside of her. And whatever I say, it always triggers her in, in the wrong way. I mean, sometimes she yells at me, and I'm, I just had enough. Okay, and, so uh, when you... So let me, and I'm going to say this is, this is a boundary. I'm going to give you a quick boundary setting lesson. This is like, we, I don't, we can't keep doing, what's her first, just her first name. What's her first name? Oh, my name? No, her first name. Oh, her first name is Amy. <laughs> Amy. So you're going to say, well, first of all, I want to remind you of this. We all have triggers. So if you have a stepdaughter who's just since the time she was little has been a handful you also have a story in your head that this kid is a handful. And so when you tell her something, and she t did she call you or text you that I'm an adult? A text, yeah. Okay, so just remember, because mm -hmm. the way that you 
the way that you said her text, and I do the same thing, so I'm not judging you, I'm just reminding you that the way that you said, I'm an adult and you don't need to, well, you don't, you don't actually know if that's how she texted it. She might have texted it literally like, I know, I'm an adult, I'm an adult, like, like, duh. Like she might've been being a brat. Like she might not have been angry. She might've just been being a brat. Now, because she's been a brat her whole life, you're more sensitive because you're kinder. You're, you're more compassionate. You're a gentler person. Her personality is, is tougher and rougher and she can be short and she doesn't talk. She's a Scorpio. She's a Scorpio. So on top of it, so she's just, she's, she's a Scorpio. Let's just blame it on being a Scorpio. So you're more sensitive to her. Okay. So one of the things that we have to remind ourselves is when my daughter, I have one daughter that's a Scorpio and a mother that's a Scorpio. And they both, interestingly, have a way of triggering me. And my other daughter doesn't. My other daughter, I'll say, it's Easter. What what, what should I make? Blah, 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 blah. The one will write, oh, whatever you want. It'll be lovely. Whatever you need is lovely. The other one might write something back. And in my mind, I read it differently because... I assume that it's coming at me with some kind of attitude. So, mm -hmm. interestingly, I looked up the word assume the other day in the dictionary, and to assume something means that you actually have no facts. To presume, I presume that she's angry, means that you have some facts. There's some facts. So. It, to assume she was being rude, um, there's a cute little kind of little saying that says, when you assume, you make an ass out of you and me, because the word assume is A-S-S-U-M-E. When you assume anything, you make an ass out of you and me. So try your best to not assume that she was being rude. However, if you know for sure, for sure, she's being rude, then it, you're going to have to set stronger boundaries with this girl. She's 22 now. She's not a baby. She, she's not I mean, a teenager. She's 30, that has been going for 22 years. Right. And it, so it here's what I'm saying. Girl. You, she, she's, she's probably a wonderful girl. She's probably a wonderful human being and everyone loves her, but she triggers you because something about her personality, you made the decision when you were young, being like that is not nice. Being like that is an unacceptable way to be. Being like her, being like Amy, is mm -hmm. it bothers me. So I'm going to give you a process that might make you laugh. It might make you angry. But it's a process mm -hmm. I've done with lots of my clients over the years. And I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, so here's the process. It's going to seem counterintuitive. But first of all, I want you to tell me when she's being rude... Tell me a little bit more. Is it rude? Is it disrespectful? What is it about her that really triggers you? It's mean, rude, disrespectful. It's okay. hurtful to me. Okay. When you were a little girl, when you were growing up, was there someone in your life, an aunt, a mother, a grandmother, a father, a brother, a sister? Was there someone in your Many. life that was mean and cruel and rude? Yep. 
And do you remember as a little girl, my, there's, there's your little, who was it? My uh, my father was the worst. He beat me up to death sometimes right. besides yelling and screaming. Okay, so you made a decision as a little girl. Being mean and rude and um, and like that is just a unacceptable way to be and I never ever ever want to be that so you actually took your own little daughter energy your little rebellious mean warrior your little part of you that could be so a troublemaker that's difficult you took that part of you in a sense not not really but in a sense you made a decision as a little girl I'm gonna take that part of me and disown her so other people who have those qualities are always for the rest of your life going to trigger you until you make peace with that part of yourself, that part of your father, that part of your brother, that part of people that you made a decision really young. I never want to be like that. And the reason that we have to own that part of ourselves is so that because there is a time and place for being mean. I hate to say it, but you know, if, if, if someone was trying to attack you or someone was trying to rob you or someone was trying to hurt you, you better find the place inside of you that would say, that would be, that would defend yourself and be maybe even mean. You, you have to know that there is a tiny part of, of all of these aspects of humanity that that's part of being a human. But you made a decision being mean is really, does this make sense? I know it's hard. I'm, I'm throwing it at you in five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So what it's I want, our nature to try to defend ourselves. We disown parts of ourselves. Like I had a really mean aunt. I had a, an aunt. She's my auntie. Mm -hmm. And she was really just mean. She always made fun of me. She said the most hurtful things to me. She was only like 12 or 13 years older than me. And every time she saw me and I made a decision like I will never be a mean spoiled girl and what it did is it allowed mean spoiled girls to really hurt me throughout my life it was like I had an open wound and somehow the mean spoiled girls just had a radar for me I know what to do and I drew those people into my life because I was constantly actually trying to learn had to learn how to protect myself. So this is going to seem counterintuitive, but I want you to try something. You're going to say, I'm mean and rude, just like my father. <laughs> okay. Say it. Say it to me out loud. Say it five, six times. I'm going to tell you when to stop. Say, I'm mean, just like my father. I'm mean, just like my father. Say it again. I'm mean. Just like my father. Say it again. I'm mean, just like my father. I am abusive, just like my father. I'm abusive, just like my father. How does that make you feel when you say that? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah. So what I want you to do is I want you to say, like, I am just like Amy. I want you to try that one. I'm just like Amy. I'm just like Amy. Say it again. I'm just like Amy. How does that feel? Does that feel awful? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want you to say it if it takes you 10 minutes. 
Don't do it every day like an affirmation, but for about, it might take you five minutes, it might take you 10 minutes, it honestly might take you 30 minutes. But you're gonna say over and over, I am mean and rude. I am mean, rude, cruel person. You're, you're not, you're, what you're doing is you're going to neutralize this. You're gonna say, I'm just like Amy, 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 oh my God, I'm just like Amy. I'm not like, it. and then eventually something in you will be like, Oh my God, I'm not like my father, but I, I am my father's daughter. I'm not like Amy, I'm not Amy, but I can be mean, I have been mean. It, this seems almost silly until you do it and then something in you realizes, like, I gotta stop letting Amy bug me because Amy's rude and I gotta get tougher skin. I better, I better get a little tougher. And maybe I need to be a little bit mean. Maybe I need to to set some boundaries and say, Amy, when you text me and speak to me and yell at me, I feel so disrespected. I feel hurt. I've been so sad. And she'll go, you're so sensitive. You're too sensitive. And then you have to say, I'm too sensitive. I'm too sensitive. I'm too sensitive. Till finally something in you goes, well, maybe I am too sensitive, but that's me. So this is a big, I'm throwing a huge, like this normally takes an hour to, to get to this point. So I'm throwing a, a really big process at you, but I want you to try it. And then you need to come back. You need to come back on the first Friday of May, April, May, come back on at the top of the hour. And let's, let's, let's complete the coaching. Let's complete our coaching around this. But what I want to say is that Amy can really trigger you because you made a decision as a young girl that you don't want to be like your dad you don't want to be like amy you don't want to be mean and what that has created is an open wound in you and when you close that wound off and you neutralize it you won't put up with that anymore and when amy's rude to you you won't be hurt you'll have boundaries amy when you text me like that i feel angry i feel hurt and if you continue to do that we're not going to have a relationship. Oh, you mean to, to tell her that? You're going to or just, just in my mind? First in your own mind. You've got to own this in your own mind. You've got to get your head around the yeah. idea of, oh, my God, can I be mean? Could I be mean back? Because what ends up happening is you are you are mean in a way because she doesn't actually get to know the really loving, 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 fun version of you because you protect yourself around Amy. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Do you, do you, does that yeah, resonate? Yeah, it does. It does. It has been going on for 22 years. Yeah, uh, enough's enough. all kinds of aspects and... Enough is enough. Angles of it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. This is a big one, huh. and, and I threw a lot at you in, like, eight minutes. So, you know, I, I well, think... I think gosh, it, I appreciate yeah. you sharing that aspect of it yeah i just think all in life we all make decisions when we're little about what the worst possible things to be are and so we yeah. disown parts of ourselves and i i'll never forget when i heard jane fonda on oprah's master class and she said we're not meant to be perfect we're meant to be whole so you need to find mm -hmm. the little the little girl that decided she was never going to be mean and you need to go and find her and love her because you know, maybe Amy 
maybe Amy would stop being mean when you stand up for yourself more. Yeah, I know it's all energy, and I've been trying to figure it out. And well, I would love to. And that is so brilliant coming from you. I never heard of that way yet. Well, listen, so I would love like to continue getting you some coaching. So why don't you head to my website, SWAT Institute? You know, I'm actually working with Moraine. Moraine, Great, uh, Moraine. we started working on that was like a few days ago, actually. She shared some things about it. So I've been absorbing all this Excellent. stuff you know, Excellent. through her and through you. And I and really appreciate what you're doing you're with SWAT. And it's amazing. I had Cynthia Iyer. Uh, months ago. Cynthia, great. <laughs> oh, that's so great. wonderful. So you're going to keep getting coaching. They're wonderful women. Yeah. Yes. When you finish with Moraine, then you write Sandika and you yeah, say, I want another. With her right now, yeah. It's Perfect. amazing what you do and having all these women supporting other women. It's just like waves. I know. I love it. <laughs> waves of love. Waves and, of and love. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you just remember that, you know. There, it's okay to have a little part of you that sometimes has to be mean and rude. It's not who you are, but it's a little aspect of humanity. And if you're in a situation and someone is abusing you, you might have to be a little bit mean to protect yourself. And it, and Protect myself, yeah. yeah. You might have to. So I think it's time that yeah. you own, I'm just like Amy, I'm just like Amy, I'm just like Amy. And you might feel angry, you might feel sad, it might make you feel like a big lump in your throat until something you keep saying it over and over and over until something in you that's goes fine. Uh, <sighs> uh, oh my god that's brilliant yeah okay you can do it around your dad you can do it around anyone who triggers you figure out what it is about that person that's so unacceptable and mm -hmm. it's time to neutralize that because you're just going to keep attracting people in your life who are like your dad until you learn yeah. that, no, I, I'm going to have to find the mean part of me that will defend and protect myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. and, the, and I really Thank hope... You. I love hope you, you. I love you, and I hope you call back in. We're going to do it again on the first Friday of May, and I, I'm going to have my eyes on the lookout for you, and I'd love to hear how yeah, you're I doing. Yeah, when you were so much in pain that time of, from your friend committing suicide, I sent you that little email. Oh. I, you probably received that. I send you love oh, at this thank time. thank you. Thank you. Thank I felt you. everything because we lost family members too and yeah. lots going on. So I totally felt where you are. And I mean, it's always different for each person, but... Yeah. I was the one that sent you that little email. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> Appreciate your vulnerability and sharing all that with all of us today. And if you were here, I'd give you a great big hug right now. So let's imagine that we're having yes. a big hug and sending yeah. you love. And soon the world is going to, there'll be enough people immunized. Life will get back to normal. I promise it. And maybe one day I'll come down to Florida and we'll meet. Oh, yeah, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> or you'll fly up to Canada and we'll meet. All right. All right. That's a plan. <laughs> let's make a plan. Let's 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 manifest it. All right, darling, sending you love. Thank you so much for calling in today. Thank you to everyone who was on the line, even sometimes just being a fly on the wall, just to support, to listen, 
you know, energy is powerful and we can be in different places all over the world and yet we're right here together. We feel each other. We, we love each other. We support each other. And I want to thank you for being part of the call today. I am going to be back on the first Friday of May and I look forward to supporting you. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us today on Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.